0: Analyx 2.23, Zhishang asked, can we know what ten generations from now into the future will be like? The master replied, the Yin dynasty adapted the Li of the Xia dynasty and the alterations they made can be known. The Zhou dynasty adapted the Li of the Yin and their alterations can also be known. If there is a dynasty that is the successor to the Zhou dynasty, even if it happens a hundred generations from now, the continuities and changes can be known. This is kind of a difficult one to understand uh, at first glance, but I think the idea is not actually too difficult if you understand the major ideas in Confucian philosophy. Uh, I'm going to try a different translation to the last sentence here and it'll make a little bit more sense after I say it. If some dynasty is the successor to the Zhou dynasty, we can know what it will be like even if that happens a hundred generations from now. So the central idea is that, li, is something that allows us to know what a society is like, and li is not not the word ritual because it goes beyond that. Here, um, you know, li encompasses everything from etiquette. To ritual, to ceremony, to culture, and here the meaning that's emphasized, the aspect of Li that's emphasized is culture. So essentially, the Yi, the, the Yin dynasty adapted the culture of the Xia dynasty, which came before, and the Zhou dynasty adapted the culture of the Yin dynasty, which came before the Zhou dynasty. So historically it goes Xie, Yin, and another na- name for Yin is, uh, is the Shang, and then after that is the Zhou Dynasty. And Confucius is saying that these cultures did not come out of nowhere. The cultures did change from dynasty to dynasty, but we know in what small ways they did change. And so we can tell by looking at the cornerstones of the culture, things like ritual, things like ceremony, how these dynasties in the past or in the future will be. So we can understand the way of life that exists from dynasty to dynasty by examining the Lee of it. We don't have to look at other aspects such as the economic uh, uh, abundance or the GDP. We don't look at those source of variables. We don't look at technology. We All those things are more secondary. What's most central is culture. And of course the dynasty is another word for a monarchical government. So if you have a government um, it does undeniably shape the culture of the society that it governs over. And so there is that, now there's that connection between culture and government that is implied within this answer of such and such dynasty had this kind of culture, and that was different from the previous dynasty with a different kind of culture. So the way of life that people get to experience from the nobles, the aristocrats, down to the common people, that way of life, is heavily related to culture, which itself is based off of Li. And that Li is something that is maintained and perpetuated by the governments. So another implication of this answer is that, You can understand that if a, a dynasty does adapt the same Lee as a former dynasty, they're going to have much of the same life. So even though you have a hundred generations, which is essentially something like 2000 years, even though there's 2000 years uh, of time between the last dynasty that had a culture like this and um, the next dynasty that has, I shouldn't say maybe culture, but the last dynasty that had Li like this, uh, say the Zhou dynasty, and um, there's 2,000 years between the Zhou dynasty and the next dynasty that has the source of Li, then they will actually have a very similar way of life, a very similar culture are very similar day-to-day. Now people today might ask, well what about technology, wouldn't that change everything? And the answer would be no, not on a fundamental basis. So um, a lot of people will will blame smartphones for people um, not maintaining their relationships and paying attention at the dinner table to their guests and so forth. But there are people who have who own smartphones and uh, they don't bring them out at the dinner table. In fact, Steve Jobs, who is essentially the credited inventor of the smartphone, uh, he did not let his children have smartphones, at least not at the dinner table. Um, and I believe. Uh, there are some restrictions even outside the dinner table. I don't, I don't know if they were even allowed to have them at all until a certain age. So here he is regulating the use of it, um, and that has to do with etiquette, dining, uh, dining hall etiquette, that you do not have your electronic devices on you while you are dining with other people. So you could always have these different technologies come up but it does not mean you're going to use them in in, in a way that is culturally uh, harmful to harmony. Let me put it this way, in the past surely there were many people who had dinner and they would get distracted, maybe they would start talking to their Children in the middle of the conversation with a guest at dinner. Um, And so you don't need, or maybe they would have, um, they would keep their dogs inside, and part of that would be all of a sudden they would uh, get distracted by, um, you know, dealing with their dog in the middle of the conversation. I know that this could be the case because I've seen that kind of behavior, rather poor behavior, before the advent of the, of the phone, of the smartphone. Um, so I've seen cases where we're all having a serious conversation among adults, and all of a sudden the five-year-old kid comes up and, and starts saying some stuff, and then her father interrupts the whole conversation to talk to, this, uh, to, the, to the kid instead of saying, okay, dad's busy, he's talking to a guest, he's talking to Mr. So-and-so, uh, and mister mr so and so so you know you better go run off now. He doesn't do that; he drops everything the whole conversation's very rude and then and then uh essentially plays with the kid for ten minutes and I've seen the same thing happen with uh pets as well. you know they just drop everything uh they attend uh to the pet it's extremely rude and that kind of behavior is not acceptable. There's not certainly not etiquette. Now, does it have to do with technology? No, it has to do with the culture. It has to do with li, and of course, remember, li encompasses anything from etiquette to ritual to ceremony uh, to uh, overall culture. And so, um, and so, the technology is going to take a certain kind of form and allow for certain things but whether or not a person does it or not or whether a person does it now versus another time, that has more to do with Lee rather than the technology itself. So lots of people played games back then. They might have done something like throw a ball um, on, into, a, into a hole or maybe throw a hoop onto a stick Uh, Lots of of people play little certain games like that. Nowadays, we have video games. That's more a technologically more advanced version of throwing darts uh, if you're playing Mario Kart or something. But it does not mean your whole culture has to change simply because of the existence of video games. So cultures that figure out, okay, there's a time and place to play games and there's a time and place to give your full attention to your guests or to your parents and there's a time and place to um, to reprimand children and to uh, discipline your your dogs. And there's a time and place for your dogs to eat and a time and place for you to eat. And those do not uh, should not always overlap. And people knew that back then. The technology hasn't uh, has changed, but that the technology is not the root cause of why people are different. The Lee has changed. Uh, or the, or maybe more accurately, the Li, the proper Lee has been lost and replaced with some sort of chaos. Let's go to this kind of uh, statement here. Even if it happens a hundred years from now, you know, the next dynasty that follows the the Zhou, um, even if it happens a hundred generations from now on, let's look at that part. Um, By being a successor, we don't mean that it replaces the Zhou Dynasty. So the Qin Dynasty is the one that uh, comes after the Zhou Dynasty. It is not a true successor to the Zhou Dynasty. Why? Because the Qin Dynasty is not following the ways of the Zhou. It decides not to do that. And so it has a very different kind of culture as well as a completely different lifespan. It doesn't last even beyond half a century. So the Qin Dynasty falls pretty quickly. It's replaced by the Han Dynasty and at least the Han Dynasty is a lot more like the Zhou Dynasty. So the uh, way that it works is more familiar and more similar to that of the Zhou Dynasty. Now every dynasty makes its own changes of course. So what we have is um, situation where you do have to look at the actual lee of these countries. It's not enough to simply say oh this is the same geography, it's the same descendants, and so it's going to be the same. A lot of people make this ridiculous mistake today where they think that modern-day China uh, is at all like uh, what happened in the past dynasties. That They believe that modern-day China is Confucian, and that's not true at all because the Li of that empire today, that state today, is almost nothing like the Zhou Dynasty or even the Song Dynasty or the Ming Dynasty. It's completely different. The structure of government, of course, is completely different, but even beyond that, look at how people behave, look at the rituals and the ceremonies they participate in, uh, look at those aspects, and what you will find is certainly there's no village drinking ceremony. That's not there. I don't believe people do uh, memorials. The way that they have, conduct funerals is very different. A lot of the culture is essentially westernized, and if it's not, where it's not westernized, it's just fallen into random chaos. And so what you have there is not at all a culture anything like what has happened in the past, Mao Zedong really did change China when he essentially rounded up uh, as many of the old culture that he could find. So for example, he did round up Confucian scholars and uh, uh, jail them or execute them. He did round up the, did the same thing for Buddhist monks, for Taoist priests, uh, for shamans. Uh, he wanted to eradicate what he called the old culture. In, uh, in order to advance what he believed to be some sort of communist utopia, but of course we know uh, there's no—that's uh, not a realistic thing to expect. Communism is is far from utopian, um, and it's so bad that that uh, that way of life is is done away pretty quick uh, for for the major powers, uh, the Soviet Union and China. They Uh, essentially get rid of this or simply collapse. So when we're talking about being a successor to the Zhou, we're talking about a dynasty that actually follows the fundamental ways of the Zhou. Let's talk about this part here, the continuities and changes can be known. Uh, This one, this kind of phrasing is very interesting, the continuities and changes can be known. So if you make these small changes, in the Li that came before, in a former generation or a former dynasty, if you pay attention to how those Li's change, those subtle changes will also manifest in the larger culture. And if you if you continue to maintain the same fundamental ways, the fundamental ways will still uh, be the same from culture to culture. So in other words, there's a there is a uh, there is a proportionate difference whenever you change the Lee, you'll find that a uh, proportionate difference in the culture. Uh, and so, if you uh, and so Lee is very interesting. Um, you have to look at some of these ceremonies and think, what does this symbolize? And based on what it symbolizes, you'll find that um, in the rest of society. So, for example. If you have a wedding ceremony, and you look at this ceremony and the people who are designing the ceremony, design it to be very extravagant, very wasteful, uh, and very individualistic. So for example, they have a lot of flowers, they rent out this hall that uh, of a big church that they've never been to themselves, they just look like how it looks, they're, they're not even Christian. Um, But the Churchwork Cathedral looks beautiful, amazing, it's huge, it's got these beautiful glass stained windows, etc. and they have all these expensive flowers there. And then um, husband and wife go up and then they say their own vows that they made. If you look at how they conduct that ritual, that ceremony of marriage, you can start to predict how their marriage will actually unfold. I do not have much optimism for people who get married in this way, why? Because everything about that is extremely materialistic and individualistic. And so the moment they run into hard financial problems, they're going to be screaming about divorce. And Furthermore, the husband and wife are not going to be willing to sacrifice their own personal desires in order to make the other person happy or even to have a stable family life. And so we, one can expect that people who get married in such a way are not going to have a very good marriage. And indeed, if you look at research, people who have extravagant wedding ceremonies, they are far likely, more likely to get divorced and sooner than couples who do not have such extravagant wedding ceremonies. So that's one example of how you can understand that when you have a different kind of Li, you end up having a very different kind of culture. In that example, we have a different kind of family culture, a very different marriage culture because every family and every marriage has its own kind of culture. What is okay to say, what is not okay to say, what people value, what is not valued, and so forth. So that's only one example. That's the example of the wedding ceremony, the wedding Lee, and how that relates to the culture of the marriage. Um, And the marriage is a community Um, in in a sense. And so if you think about the lee of a society, of a country, as maintained and perpetuated or even developed by its government leadership, if you think about that lee, you can look at that lee and then have an understanding of how the larger culture actually works. And, and you could you could uh, you could do that for anything a, at any level. Uh, you could look at the manners of your neighbors, uh, of your coworkers, and then you can figure out based off of that, is this person what kind of person is this? What kind of relationship am I going to have with this kind of person? Is this person even trustworthy or not? Um, you can start to you can start to kind of infer these sorts of things. Even in the uh, more traditional Western marriage ceremony where there are vows being said, uh, that, even that has sort of an impact um, where there's a lot of focus on a uh, kind of promise that's made and, and some people will get a kind of a contractual mentality from that ceremony and that contractual mentality will follow into their marriage uh, for both good and bad. So some uh, cultures they don't have the bride and groom say uh, much of anything or maybe nothing at all. So uh, these ceremonies symbolize a lot about how that relationship um, is supposed to manifest. So this 2.23 is said in a very historical way but the essential idea is that Li helps us understand the overall culture. And so if you have similar Li, similar rituals, both in terms of what they represent but also the form of the ritual, then you will have a similar culture. So if you want the peace and harmony of the past, even though we live in in a day with modern technology, if we go back to those etiquette, mannerisms, manners, culture, um, excuse me, the, uh, the, let me start over here. If you go back, if you want to live um, if you want to have the the peace and harmony of a, of a culture in the past, say the Zhou Dynasty in its heyday, if you want to have that kind of peace and harmony, what you should do is you should bring back the Li. And remember, Li covers manners and etiquette, ritual and ceremony, and if you bring those things back, both either the form of it or simply what they represent, then you can bring back that way of life, including all the peace and harmony you did have, even though you have what looks like very disruptive modern technology. So that's what's important, the Lee, If you're interested in understanding more about Li, you can continue on, of course, in the Analects Lecture Series, and we'll talk a lot about Li. But if you want one single topic, uh, excuse me, one single uh, episode talking all about Li into much detail, you should go to the Shunzi Lecture Series, and then you should go to the chapter on uh, ritual, that's chapter 19 in the Shunzi, it's called Discourse on Ritual and Shunzi will talk about all aspects of ritual because ritual is not simply one about only one thing, it has to do with so many topics and that's what makes uh, Li great is that it's not simply bowing before um, some sort of religious symbol. That's not what ritual is um, in Ru thought. And so, um, and that's also why you don't really like to use the word ritual, even though a lot of translators will take Li and translate into ritual. I like to say ri- Li and sometimes ritual propriety, but ritual, when people hear that, they always think about you know some kind of religious activity, and it's not. Uh, in Confucian thought, it is not uh, intrinsically a rich, a religious activity, but it is psychological, emotional, and spiritual in nature. But not necessarily religious. You don't have to pers- um, you don't have to um, follow a particular theology or set of religious beliefs in order to follow Li, uh, because Li is something that is Um, not inherently religious in Confucian thought. So if you want to learn more about that and you want to do this all-in-one sitting, um, that chapter in the Shunzi, again that is chapter 19, uh, you can go over to the Shunzi uh, lecture series and then you can go click on that. um, And then you'll um, have a very broad exploration of that topic. So um, in summary, Li is essential and um, serves as a foundation for the culture. You cannot have good culture without good Li, and Li connects to many other um, uh, things that work similar to it, like music, uh, like cultural works, um, such as novels and stories, um, poetry, that all connects um, together and so Li is a very important Confucian philosophy, but, but it's also a sociological insight that Confucians have that Li is simply important for the way of life in any given culture, in any given society.